Oh, man, what a weekend it's been. Guess I better go check Twitter to see what happened with Gamecock football. Holy cow! South Carolina got four commitments this weekend? We'll be discussing that today on the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for daily news coverage of your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams. I am your host, as always, Andrew Lyon, and my goodness. What a weekend Shane Beamer and this staff had on the recruiting trail. If you missed last Friday's show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, we had 13 official visitors in Columbia this past weekend. And Shane Beamer and company, I don't think, can be too upset with the results they got from this past weekend. Getting four, not one, not two, not three Four commitments out of the group of 13 official visitors that came to Columbia. So I will be going in depth on the three guys that officially announced this past weekend and maybe discuss who the fourth might be. But before I do all of that, as always, if y'all could please leave a five-star rating or a like if you enjoyed today's show, the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast daily, and also as always, if you know a family member or a friend that you think would enjoy the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, tell them what are they waiting for to come on over here and join this community. We are the only podcast out there that covers the South Carolina Gamecocks where we are daily and we give y'all concise, consistent information that is quick and easy for you to be able to listen to whenever you're getting ready for work in the morning, whatever on your daily commute, whether you're going to or from work back home. Or if you're just taking care of some tasks in the house during the day and you want to be able to listen to something to catch up on the latest South Carolina Gamecock sports coverage, we are your podcast for that. So tell them to go on ahead and come on over here and give us a follow. And as always, thank you for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your daily choice for South Carolina Gamecock sports coverage. With that being said, let's go on ahead and get on right into today's show. So as I mentioned earlier, the South Carolina Gamecock football coaching staff and recruiting staff pretty much had an all-hands-on-deck assortment of affairs this past weekend with 13 high school football prospects for the 2023 recruiting cycle where they had them come here and have a bunch of dinners and meals. They showed them a lot of the different facets of the football program, including the nutrition program, the football operations building, facilities and all that, how the strength conditioning program works, what the football coaches are here to do to help develop these guys both on and off the field. Official visits are really and truthfully the equivalent of rolling out the red carpet for these guys. This is these football coaches' best big opportunity to show not just these football players, but also their family members as well. So this month 
in the recruiting calendar is a big deal for these football coaches. And to give you all some context as to why that's the case, when you look back at South Carolina's 2022 recruiting class, seven out of the 21 high school football commitments that they got committed this past June. Now, obviously, last year was a little bit of a different circumstance compared to this year because last year, these football coaches were not able to have in-person contact with really any of these football players who were going through the recruiting process because of everything that was going on still with COVID-19 at the time. But by the time June came around, the NCAA had finally lifted up some of the restrictions that these coaches had regarding their ability to try and recruit these young men. And so it really opened the door wide open for coaches like Shane Beamer, who, again, when you talk to a bunch of these players and you see these interviews, they all say pretty much the same thing in the sense that he is genuine. He treats them like they're a part of his own family and While obviously the football side of things is very important to Coach Shane Beamer because of the fact, obviously, it is literally his professional living, and that is how he helps to provide and support his family, Coach Shane Beamer is also somebody who really and truthfully cares about the development of all of these players off of the field. He wants to make sure that these guys are not only, you know, succeeding on the field while they're here at South Carolina, but they also succeed in life, that they work hard in the classroom. They end up building connections. They build up a network so that when their days of playing football are done, they are going to be set up for success in the later stages of their life. And he's built up an entire staff that all fit that mold, which is why when you see these recruits come to South Carolina, you see all these reactions that they have. I mean, you've got guys like Kelby Collins, who I mentioned from this past Friday's show. He probably is going to go to Alabama, but he still came here anyways, and he had a really positive reaction to it on Twitter this weekend. So did Desmond Umeazulu. So did Braylon Johnson and Alu Watson Babalade. I mean, these guys... They enjoy their time here. And obviously, you could probably say that for a lot of different high school football prospects. But what Coach Beamer is doing with their June official visit schedule and the way this recruiting staff operates, it is really helping South Carolina take some steps forward in that department. Now, another reason why the month of June is so important for South Carolina is the fact that, simply put, there is an NCAA-mandated dead period that starts on June the 27th and goes all the way through July 24th. This dead period basically means that these coaches all throughout the FBS, so not just South Carolina, but literally everybody else that is a primary Division I FBS football program, they are not allowed to have contact with these recruits whatsoever. I don't even think they're allowed to have text messages or phone calls with them. So because of that, this is a very short amount of time in the recruiting calendar where these coaches can, again, put their best foot forward, really try to make an everlasting impression on these guys and give them a pitch as to why they would want to come here instead of going somewhere else like Clemson, like Alabama, like Georgia, like Florida, like Tennessee, like Ohio State, like a Michigan. 
This is their best opportunity to do that. And when you're fighting for all these official visit slots, because these recruits, when you think about it, they can get offered from like around four dozen to five dozen programs, but they only have five official visit slots. So there's a lot of ground that you are trying to fight for when it comes to these recruiting battles, which is why this month is so important. So now that y'all understand why the month of June is so important for South Carolina's recruiting operations in football, I'm not going to discuss with y'all what happened from this past weekend. I'm going to tell y'all the three guys who officially announced on social media that they have committed to South Carolina and are indeed coming here and then I'll discuss the fourth prospect whom, while he has not officially announced his commitment yet, I believe will be committing in the near future. Before I do all that, I have a message from our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports information, where you'll find all of the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's NBA Finals matchup. If you remember from this past week, I mentioned for Game 4 of the NBA Finals that Stephen Curry apparently had a potential injury out of Game 3, and they were wondering if he'd be able to even play or not. Yeah, Steph Curry just ended up going out there, dropping 30-plus points, and leading the Warriors to a Game 4 win to tie the series back up at 2. You've also got the NHL Stanley Cup Finals now between the Colorado Avalanche and Tampa Bay Lightning. What a feat it would be for the Tampa Bay Lightning if they were able to win their third straight Stanley Cup Finals, which they will have the chance to do so over the next couple of weeks. You've also got regular season Major League Baseball games still going on, obviously. The Atlanta Braves, I tell you what, they're still on a roll. 11 straight wins now. And, of course, you got all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC all the way to boxing. BetOnline acts as a continuous source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and much, much more. Head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your daily show for continued sports coverage of your favorite South Carolina Gamecocks sports teams. So, looking back at this past weekend with all the official visitors, the South Carolina Gamecocks got four welcome home announcements that were made by Coach Shane Beamer on Twitter. And for those of you who may not know, welcome home tweets normally signify, at the minimum, a silent commitment from a football prospect that the Gamecocks are recruiting. Sometimes he does them right after the recruits have announced their commitment. Other times he'll announce it, but then the recruit will hold off until they are ready to make the announcement. But three of those four commitments did indeed officially announce their intentions on Sunday. With the first one being a four-star athlete, Kelton Henderson. Out of Lehigh Senior High School in Fort Myers, Florida. Now, Kelton Henderson is listed at six foot, 180 pounds, and is rated by On Three's consensus player rankings as the 381st best prospect in the country, the 20th best athlete in the country, and the 72nd best prospect out of the state of Florida. And when looking at his offer list, the offer list definitely backs up the rankings, as he was also offered by Michigan. Miami, Florida State, Ohio State, Georgia, Tennessee, Penn State, LSU, Ole Miss, Nebraska, Kentucky, Wisconsin, Auburn, and a few others. Now, in an article that was composed by Gamecock Central's Wes Mitchell regarding Kelton Henderson's commitment, Henderson was quoted as saying, It felt like home. I could see myself playing there for four years. It's a good environment. 
I got to hang out with the team, meet the players. I hung out with Coach Stepp, Coach Beamer, A.B., Amarian Brown, wide receiver for the Gamecock football team, and a lot more. I got to see the facility. All the food, it was so much food. Coach Stepp is a wise man. I think he knows some things he can teach me. And when asked what he will bring to the program, he said that he's, quote, a whole different dog and, quote, a leader. So it's very clear based off of these quotes that Kelton Henderson obviously really feels like he has built up a great rapport with the entire football team and with the entire Gamecock football coaching staff and has a lot of confidence in his abilities. So I went back and looked at some of his highlights from his junior season back when he was at Island Coast High School this past year. And from what I could see in the highlight reel, Kelton Henderson is very light on his feet and he reaches top speed at a relatively quick pace. And when watching him run, he kind of reminds me of Debo Samuel in the sense that if a defender does not take a good enough angle on Kelton Henderson where he is running on the field, then Henderson can make them pay by running through their arm tackles when they realize that they're a little bit out of reach or by just running right on past them. He's very good at finding open field when he has the ball in his hands. And in my opinion, Kelton Henderson's best skill out of everything I saw is definitely his ball carrier vision. He also played a little bit of defense for Island Coast High School this past year. And on defense, he showed a willingness to lay his body on the line many a times for his team, which speaks to him wanting to not only impose his will on the opponent, but also about the fact that he is not afraid of contact. And... Kelton's also great at getting extra yards by making defenders miss. And he's also shown ability to be able to go up and get the football in the air when you have sort of a chuck-up sort of pass. So, when looking at these highlights, it is very clear to me that Kelton Henderson is just a flat-out ball player. And I know that that might sound like a real big cliche when it comes to talking about high school football recruits, but... Kelton is one of those guys where basically he's going to be playing wide receiver for the Gamecocks. This has already been mentioned by Wes Mitchell in one of the articles I've referenced this past Friday on the show then. But Henderson is somebody that is, if he develops like I think he will when he gets into a college strength conditioning weight program and is learning the lessons that Coach Stepp can teach him, then Henderson is going to be a guy that by the time he is a in his third year plus in this program, you have to get the ball in his hands. He is just a guy that makes stuff happen. He might not be maybe the fastest guy when he's out there, but Henderson is just somebody, he makes plays happen. He can make something out of nothing. And in my opinion, when South Carolina had Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel did a lot of the same sort of things. He could obviously go down the field and get a real deep pass from Jake Bentley, but he could also get a tunnel screen and turn it into, you know, a 35-plus yard gain by breaking tackles, taking great angles, and seeing the field clear as day in front of him. And Kelton Henderson, quite frankly, from watching this highlight reel, he shows a lot of those same skills. 
And I think that with the right amount of development and some patience, I think that Henderson could develop into a really solid offensive weapon for this Gamecock football team going forward. Now, the second prospect that committed for the South Carolina Gamecocks yesterday was three-star tight end Connor Cox out of Florida. I need to correct something real quick. I said, I think, last Friday that he was from Texas. I'm wrong on that. He is from the Bulls School out of Jacksonville, Florida. And Connor Cox is listed at six foot five, 225 pounds, and is rated by On3's consensus player ranking system as the 625th best prospect in the country, the 32nd best tight end in the country, and the 102nd best player out of the state of Florida. And when looking at his offer list, you know, Connor Cox had some good offers in his own right. He was offered by Boston College, Texas, Louisville, West Virginia, Minnesota, Vanderbilt, Liberty, Maryland, Charlotte, Memphis, and Tulane. Now, when looking at Connor Cox's film, now he only played in five games for his junior season. I don't know if he got hurt or what exactly happened, but the film was a little bit sparse. But from what I could see, Connor Cox is definitely a modern-day tight end in the sense that he is very much more of a receiving threat than he is an inline blocker. He makes very good contested catches when he has a defender right on him. He can't extend his arms to go out and get the ball as long as the ball remains in the throwing window that the quarterback has for Connor. He's also a very fluid route runner as he doesn't have a lot of unnecessary movement that he sort of makes or creates on his own when he's going out for a pass. So he's not somebody that really takes a whole lot of time lumbering down the field. He He's a good athlete. He gets to where he needs to go really quickly. And he can block corners pretty well and assist with chip blocking, but his inline blocking is going to need a little bit of work along with the fact, obviously, that he's going to have to add some weight in order to be able to play at the SEC level. But overall, I think Connor Cox is a good get for the Gamecocks. Obviously, I've mentioned before, the Gamecocks are in need of getting tight ends in this recruiting class. They are, if things go really well for them next season, they're more likely going to lose Jaheim Bell. I believe Austin Stockner will either be a senior who will be trying to go to the NFL after this next year or next next year is his last year of eligibility anyways which after that only leaves Travion Keene because you've also got tight end Nate Atkins going in from East Tennessee State and unless he's got an extra year for COVID eligibility he would also be gone so either way you just cannot take the chance considering the fact that you could potentially have three tight ends from this year's team leaving taking their shot at the NFL. So you need to get somebody like Connor Cox so you can bring him in, hopefully have a little bit of time to develop him before he goes out there and sees the field. Now the last guy who officially announced his commitment to the South Carolina Gamecocks yesterday was safety Cameron Upshaw Jr. out of Taylor County High School in Perry, Florida. Upshaw is listed at 6 foot 2, 165 pounds and is rated by On3's consensus player rating system as the 969th best prospect in the country, the 82nd best safety in the country, and the 142nd best prospect out of the state of Florida. And when looking at his offer list, Cameron Upshaw was offered by teams like Florida State, Maryland, Arkansas, Penn State, Louisville, Michigan State, Cincinnati, West Virginia, Iowa, Nebraska, Boston College, Mississippi State, Jackson State, and many 
others. So Cameron Upshaw was somebody I mentioned this past Friday as a prospect whom South Carolina was in a very heated recruiting battle for. As the Gamecocks, according to On3, was in second place behind Florida State going into the weekend. Now, when Cameron Upshaw committed to the Gamecocks, he did an interview with Gamecock Central's Wes Mitchell. And according to Wes Mitchell, in an article that he wrote yesterday on his commitment, Upshaw was quoted as saying that what made the official visit great was just the love the coaches showed. They showed my family crazy love. That's really a big part of the whole visit. They showed my family crazy love, and they loved it. That was good. I really got to meet Coach Beamer and sit down and talk with him. That was good. I enjoyed that. Last time I came, the coaches weren't here, so it was just me by myself. I didn't get to feel the vibe of the place. Coach Gray, that's my boy. We talk almost every other day, so it was good to be around him. Be around him and see where his head's at as far as recruiting me. Then when he sees the program going and what he wants to do with DBs, it feels like home as far as me hanging around with the coaches. Even the players, too. It feels like home. I feel like I could see myself coming here, staying in the city, and being a big asset to South Carolina football. So, very clear that with the coaches all being here and what the family saw and the love that the family got, that this visit just more than put the Gamecocks over the top in terms of getting Cameron Upshaw's commitment. Now, when looking at some of Cameron Upshaw's junior film, Upshaw played safety for about the first half of the highlight reel and then played quarterback the second half of the highlight reel, which I'll get more into in a minute. But when watching him play safety, I could tell that Upshaw is good at recognizing plays. He does a good job of wrapping up or cutting guys down when it comes to meeting up with ball carriers. And when I say cutting down, I basically just mean him going low and hitting them at the legs so that they basically get chopped down kind of like an oak tree. He's also a long stride runner who covers a lot of ground in a short amount of time. Kind of like Israel Mukwamu, who played for the Gamecocks just a couple years ago at cornerback. He also played a decent amount of quarterback for Taylor County High School, which could end up being a huge benefit to Upshaw. Because if you think about it, a big part of the safety's responsibility when on the defensive side of the ball is reading the quarterback's eyes, trying to figure out and see where the quarterback is going to go with the football. It's almost like a chess game in the middle of the football game itself between the safety and the quarterback because quarterbacks could do subtle things to try to throw off safeties. So when you think about it, Upshaw playing quarterback for his high school last season, no matter what how simple the playbook might be because of the fact it's a high school football playbook, he now has more of an idea of how a quarterback goes through progressions, how important the timing is between the quarterback and his receivers, when to look for the breaks in the routes of receivers depending on the route concepts that they are running. He has such a unique position now as a safety in the sense that he now has a better understanding of what quarterbacks are looking to do when they're sitting back there in the pocket. So Upshaw, in my opinion, when he comes to South Carolina, as long as he stays committed, he is going to have a little bit of an advantage against maybe some of the other DBs that end up coming to South Carolina in this recruiting class. Because again, playing the quarterback position for his high school, he has now those experiences that 
can help him to develop his skills on the defensive side of the football. So that's something that I thought was very interesting. And while I'm not always the biggest fan of coaches just putting their best athletes out there at quarterback, at least in the sense of, you know, guys that South Carolina is going after, because obviously, you know, for Coach Shane Beamer and all of them, you could maybe look at it and say, well, but that might hurt his development as a defensive back. In this case, I actually think that it helps him a great deal and is something that will be a plus when Upshaw gets to campus. Okay, so those were the three high school football prospects from this past weekend that officially announced their commitment to South Carolina. So now I'm going to talk about a couple of interesting pieces of social media commentary before I leave y'all for the rest of the day. So we're going to start off with Grayson Pup Howard, four-star linebacker out of Florida, who, when seeing that Cameron Upshaw had committed on Twitter, quote tweeted it, saying in all caps, let's freaking go with a sly looking face emoji, the fire emoji, and the flex emoji. So, I and I know some of y'all might be thinking, you know, Andrew, why on earth are you looking at the guy's tweet? You know, that sounds like you're reading into it a little bit too much. Except for the fact that if y'all been paying attention on Twitter for any length of time, you would note that Grayson Howard and Cameron Upshaw and Zabari Sandy, they've all been talking amongst themselves and quote tweeting and retweeting a lot of the stuff that they've been saying regarding South Carolina in the last couple of months. So, and at this point, South Carolina is still the perceived leader for four-star linebacker Grayson Howard. So I think that us getting Cameron Upshaw just gives South Carolina a little bit of a boost in terms of, you know, getting someone who he has seemingly really hit it off with as far as a fellow football player in this recruiting process. There was also a tweet sent out by four-star quarterback out of Georgia, Dylan Lonergan, in the middle of the afternoon yesterday where he said, I will be making my decision on July the 5th. Now, this has not come as a big surprise as Lonergan's final official visit will be to the Stanford Cardinals the weekend of June the 24th. And to be honest with y'all, South Carolina and Stanford are really the final two teams in contention for Dylan Lonergan. I do not believe that Dylan Lonergan was the fourth welcome home announcement that was made by Shane Beamer this weekend. However, I will say I do think that South Carolina is still in very good position. I still think that they have the lead for Dylan Lonergan, but I will also say do not count out Stanford. Lonergan has a couple of things that he really likes about Stanford. Stanford obviously offers a great deal from an academic standpoint and therefore networking standpoint. They also, of course, have a really good baseball team that made it to the Super Regionals and also have a history of developing quarterbacks for the NFL. So they got a couple of factors that are working in their favor and Lonergan is still going to give them a chance and listen to their pitch later this month. That will be a big visit for the Gamecocks to pay attention to. And now I get to the final interesting piece of social media commentary from this weekend, and that involves Jalon Kilgore, the four-star safety out of Georgia for the 2023 recruiting class. Kilgore announced also in the middle of the afternoon yesterday that he will be announcing his commitment to one of the final five schools he has on his list on Wednesday this week at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. His final five schools are Clemson, South Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee Tech, and Michigan. Kilgore 
was one of the 13 prospects that just officially visited South Carolina this past weekend and did not have a set commitment date up until yesterday, which at first I didn't really think too much about, but now looking back is quite obviously a telltale sign that South Carolina's official visit might have put them over the hump in terms of getting his commitment. I have nothing to back that up officially. I have no sources that have told me that. But just reading between the lines here, I think that Jalen Kilgore is probably going to end up committing to South Carolina on Wednesday. At least that would be my prediction as of this moment. I will say, keep an eye out for the Oklahoma Sooners. The Sooners got two visits from Kilgore since South Carolina's spring game. He did officially visit the Sooners before he went on official visit to South Carolina this past weekend. So the Sooners have definitely more than made their push for Jalen Kilgore. But in the end, Kilgore has visited South Carolina more than he has visited Oklahoma. I think that the Gamecocks are going to get the four-star safeties commitment on Wednesday, which would be another solid piece added to that defensive back recruiting class South Carolina is building up for the 2023 recruiting cycle. With that being said, y'all, that is going to do it for today's show of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. Hope y'all enjoyed it today. If y'all want constant updates on what is going on in the world of South Carolina sports like we saw or like some of you may have seen this past weekend i follow this stuff a great deal especially for weekends like this so you can follow me on twitter at a lion underscore sc that's at capital a capital l y o n underscore capital s capital c otherwise really big recruiting weekend for coach shane beamer company and something they hope to build off of for later this month when they have round two of the official visits for the 2023 recruiting class But that's going to do it for me today, y'all. I hope you all have a great Monday, and I will catch you all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast.